Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Yo. Hey, girl. We're hey, back. Hey. We've hey, had a, hey. We've had a fun little venturous time lately. Yeah. Thanksgiving's behind us. See ya, turkey. You had a cauliflower? Shut the fuck up. I did. I didn't want no turkey at our house. Actually, even, I even asked my kids. I'm like, do you want a turkey? And they're like, no, we don't like it when we have to eat it. And I'm like, well, then we're not going to make it. It is the most blown up meat. Oh. You know, like it's too... Like, yeah. it's never going to get a glow up. No. And everyone thinks that they can glow up their turkey. Right. Oops, and I don't believe it. No. Don't tell me you're going to smoke it. Don't tell me you're going to deep fry it. It all tastes the same. You know, I will say the one year we did the green egg and I got chastised when I bought the thing. I bought it on a Monday. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had I it delivered that. on a Wednesday. And the guy was like, well, what are you going to make on this? I'm like, my turkey. And he's like. The very first time you're going to use this, it's to cook your Thanksgiving Day turkey. And I was like, you yeah. looped on that shit. And he, he was like, <laughs> that's a bad idea. You need to start with like some hot dogs or hamburgers. I'm like, can yeah. you get it to my house before Thursday? He's like, I can't get it there till Wednesday. I'm like, then turkey it is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go for it. The shade. I know. Shame. I mean, he really, he went deep too. I was he like. He came in hot on that. He did. I didn't know I had to have it delivered. I just thought I was going to like take it home with me, you know, that day. And he's like, <laughs> do you know how heavy this thing is? I was like clearly not jack if i think i can get it out to my car with just a couple people to help me he's like yeah no we have to deliver it to your house and then set it where you want it i was like oh. listen i don't need your condescension i just need your muscles right i'm like move it listen buddy yeah, but and you know what i nailed it turned just okay. because i mean i had watched probably about 15 hours worth of youtube on how to do this the right way and because you've seen and, YouTube I, have, I have seen yeah so they go like i mean crazy jacked up turkeys uh but it it came out great and i will say that that is like the one year that i was like wow oh, this okay. was delicious now I'm sure other people have figured out like that, you know, their secret sauce or whatever, but I've just wanted to, I'm like, if I have to dip the turkey exactly. every time, Thank I just you. feel like I'm like, what's the point? I mean, I do love the gravy and I did see, I think there's Barstool Sports. Maybe it was like this whole thing about is gravy a side dish? No, it's a condiment. Well, it's an accoutrement. Okay. I, I agree. I think it's an accoutrement, but his like, he went back and forth and it was great, but he's like, okay, oh, FC. Um, no, it was, uh, Dave. Yes, it was Dave. Um, but he was like, it's got its own boat. Like what other condiment has it? Or, you know, there's not, there's not a side dish that has its own boat like this. It's a gravy. A ramalad. A ramalad has its own little ramekin, ramekin. but it's not a ramalad ramekin. Although that would be a, a great song. Ramalad ramekin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, I'm not supporting that. It is a condiment because... There's variations of it. Although, if the meat chunks, oh, you know what? See, oh. I know. This is where if it gets you can't very, strain it, is it? I know. Because it's fancier than a ketchup or a mustard. And you could, I mean, you don't eat your turkey without it, right? It's a sauce, but it's but a gravy. But then is gravy. the cranberry sauce a sauce? A great question, because some people make it as its own side dish. 
Some people just take it out of the can and cut the little rings. Which both are delicious, by the way. Both are great. Both are great. I don't think either is wrong. So I think I, I felt like this. I was like, you know what? I think gravy would be the perfect accoutrement. Like it is mm-hmm. above a condiment. It is not quite a dish. It's bougie. But it needs its own little. I mean, it has its own fucking boat. A gravy boat. Yeah, you don't see, use that for anything else. Here's the thing. That was like a grandma flex. Like that's the only reason she was trying to get people to eat that lame ass gravy is she put in a fancy dish. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not really buying the boat aspect of it. But it. But. But. When you put chink, when there's chunks of stuff in it, like let's say biscuits and gravy, which I'm not a huge fan of. No, never been having. I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. like what's weird. Um, but if done right, I like it. I'm like, that's a that's a side dish. Right. That, or the dish. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. You know, gravy, it would be just gravies. biscuits, not biscuits and gravy. I mean, yeah. it's its own. You're right. Mm-hmm. We spent <sighs> way too we much did. time on that. We did. I am so sorry. And ahead of time. But I, need, I mean, hey, I'm curious because we got, we got another holiday coming up where the gravy will be pulled out. Nah, fuck that. You know what I'm doing? Only appetizers. Honestly, I've always been on the appetizer route for I Christmas. I do love an appetizer for Christmas. Because no one really like a tapas wants... tapas style? Yeah, no one yeah. really wants a sit-down dinner at Christmas. They just want a good cocktail. Mm. And I just pick all day long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a grazer, mm-hmm. which usually by the time I sit down, I'm so full from grazing that I'm like... like I can't do it anymore. Hold. I don't want to eat the whole dinner. <laughs> I've got a Swan Kessler idea, and this this just came to me. Okay, sure. Because we always do like a breakfast thing. No, 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 no. This year we're getting fancy. Ooh, we're gonna have a cocktail party because we're in our own bubble, right? We're in our bubble. We only hang out with each other, pretty much. You hear, you heard it here first. I, uh, this is what we're doing. It, it can be, you know, our own kind of fancy, but we're fancy. Enough. Yeah. Okay. Bitch, we're gonna have. I'm here. We're gonna open up Peggy No Stevens' book. <gasps> If you guys have yes. gotten in this, um, oh, this is great. Which fork do really I use with my bourbon? To, yes, we yeah. really need to post this on the Instagram because yeah. I flipped through this book. It's great. I started to flip through it. And I then gave I it to like, Brittany for her birthday. Yes, it was so So many great ideas. She has a tablescape, how to map out your table. Like makes it like paint by number. Right. I was like, that's a great idea. She's genius. She's genius. She's a great book to have on hand. There was um there's a bourbon meat uh bourbon sausage ball recipe that i'm so making i know okay because you know you've had the sausage ball you want to eat sausage i know but back in the day it was like a bisquick sausage ball yeah (laughs) but this one has bourbon in it i'm like how delicious it sounds delicious yeah um great cocktail recipes i can't wait to try them that sounds great i will say the only thing we do have to have at our cocktail party is mashed potatoes because I need them for the leftovers. I did make a leftover mashed potato waffle in the waffle maker. So excited. Changed my did life. Did you put chives in that? I put them. I put rosemary. Oh my yes. gosh. I was. Okay, guys. I mixed so in good. the leftover mashed potatoes with some of that sunflower or sunflower seed cream cheese that I have. Mm-hmm. And so it made it a little bit creamy. And then I put um, fresh rosemary in there. Put that in the waffle maker and it came out with like that crispy edge and that warm mashed potato center it looked so good it, i Brittany, i wish i could have one here for you right now so you could taste it it was incredible and i highly recommend if you have a waffle maker to try this with your leftover mashed potatoes i've heard it that you can do it with stuffing mm. we're not a huge stuffing fan we did i mean we did have some leftover but Still i was like let only. me try this mashed potato first and it was a home run that's crazy yeah 
I was here for it though. It looked delicious. It was so good. It looked perfection when you mm-hmm. showed it on the on the grams. Great on the grams. Speaking of the grams, we got new pictures coming up. Ooh, we do. These Maybe that fun. will bring us back to life, right? I mean, <laughs> we just kind of rough. Resurrect our social media page back from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just need some good pics. We yeah, we did. We needed some updated pics, and we just honestly. We needed to revamp. We, we did. We needed this. Okay. We did. <laughs> and then we're going. We're now we're into lockdown number two. I know it's coming. It's coming. I keep singing that song like in and out of lockdown. I ain't got a job now. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on. That's all it's playing in my head. I'm like, yep, in and out yeah, of lockdown. That's I ain't got a job now. That's where we going? <laughs> I mean, shoot. <laughs> it's so true. Um, we just got word today that our kids are. At yep. home. They're at home again. We had the possibility that they were going to go back uh, December 7th. But we got con- confirmation today that that is not going to happen. We are really hoping, crossing all the fingers, all the legs, all the toes, that January 5th they will be able to go back in person. We shall see. So I'm not know. like super hopeful, but I'm not like just gonna be like oh they're not going back like I, they might be yeah you never know mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i mean I, i'm with you i'm like i don't know i'm just gonna take it one day at a time we're gonna try to do the best for our mental health that's all i gotta say because mm-hmm. and you know after speaking with today's guest i have a couple more things that i'm willing to try to help this round of lockdown um and i know that i don't know that we've ever talked about this on the show before but um we as far we've got uh, some guests on today, they're going to talk about CBD and their hemp company. And um, Tess Stoker, who is a, a good friend of ours, she's uh, a yogi, but she's also the one who um, did the CZL branding. As far as you know, bringing our dreams into reality, made the logo, made the whole uh, whole concept work for us. Um, she's very talented. Oh, very, very talented. And her and her husband have started a new hemp company called Soul Tribe Collective. And we're going to share our interview with them in just a minute. But I have always been very nervous about trying CBD because I feel like it's just been a topic that I don't know where to land mm-hmm. on it. Because, I, you know, everybody and their uncle sells an oil or an ointment or got to try this, you got to try that. And I just don't know where to go. Like, I don't know who to trust, what information's out there, what it even means. How is this different from, you know, just smoking pot? Like, I'm just not into that stuff. So I'm like, I don't really know what to do or where to go. So I was really, really happy with the conversation we had with them because I got a lot of information that... Um, it just shed a lot of information on it that I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I think it helps when you have somebody that you trust introduce you into the, you know, like this is why they started their line of things. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And not that, you know, I wouldn't trust someone's recommendation. It's just for something like that, that I've always had so many reservations about. For me, it just helped to know somebody personally who started it from like the ground up. When Literally. the market blows up like it did yeah. within the CBD market, you know, it does make it very intimidating to be like, where do I start? And, you know, is this going to give me crazy effects? And I 100% understand your hesitation there for sure. Plus, you know, you've never been like well versed in anything like that. So you're right. like, well, uh, I don't know when I'm going to be doing Zoomies around the coffee table. I mean, or am I going to pass out for three days? That's I mean, seriously, you just don't know. The last time I smoked pot, I got locked out of my parents' house. And at three o'clock in the morning, I had to call a locksmith. And 
literally the last thing my mom told me before I left. And again, I was an adult. I was a grown ass adult in my 20s. And she was like, the key is on top of the light in the front door. So if you get locked out for any reason, it's there. You didn't get, you didn't I didn't, that. I didn't pay attention apparently, or I just forgot that. I mean, it was a, it was a messy shit show because before I got locked out of my house, I was sitting on the couch watching, you remember Romeo and Juliet with, um, Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's a great movie. It, I, it made a lot more sense when I was high. I was like, oh, I get it i mean i obviously i know the story of romeo and Juliet, but watching that movie sober for whatever i mean i'm like i don't get like why are they moving so fast like it was just like a weird way that it was edited but watching it after smoking some i don't even know what that was i have no idea what that was and again like you probably like, didn't have- right and after that i was like i'm done i don't know what was in this this is, i'm just like jittery i'm all over the place and then i'm hungry and then i'm tired and then i'm like what's happening it was awful i was like why do people do this this is terrible and my friend who was with me, she's like what is wrong with you? I'm like, this is not fun for me. Like, where am I? (laughs) There are people that go like spastic. Yes. That don't like chill. Right. Me on the other hand, I was the exact opposite and loved it. Right. (laughs) See, so I would I was like carving out Coke cans and like (laughs) punching (laughs) holes and shit. But now we don't have to do that. We can can enjoy it. Now that's the THC. And what you'll learn from Nathan, he's super knowledgeable and so is Tess, that, you know, it's more to the flower of, you know, the cannabis or the cannabis flower, that's what they call it, um, than the what we've always known. And there's so much history behind it and there's so much also we don't know. So I was totally geeking out. Yeah. This is, I'm so happy f- for them and like want to see where this journey takes them because they've got something here. They've got yeah. new products coming out soon. So they can't, you can't really buy their products yet, but it, they are coming soon. They're testing them. So, um, but it's a really great inform- informative episode about you know what, all you know. Yeah. I mean, info is power. Info is power. And this is the conversation that we recorded. Um, we were all three parties were in different locations. Brittany was away. I was here in my closet. And Tess and her husband, Nathan, were at their home in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. So mm-hmm. it was really exciting to have our first, like, <laughs> tripod Zoom conversation. It was great. It was great. I was like, yeah. this is so 2020. Here it is. This is so <laughs> We mentioned that a lot in the intro. So yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, oh, before we go. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do um, What's Poppin' or? Ooh, okay. Or um, what was the other one? Uh, you don't. Uh, hot takes. Like, hot takes. Hot takes or something you don't like or. Yeah. Unpopular or opinions. Unpopular yeah. opinions. I have yeah. an unpopular okay. opinion. Okay. Yeah. Let me give the segue. Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> unpopular opinion. Okay. Because I thought about this on the way home from Florida. Yeah. I don't like singing shows. Singing uh, uh, where you have to judge them. Oh, like a Like American Idol. Oh, okay. The yeah, voice yeah, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. Okay. I've tried them. I was like, I don't, yeah. these aren't for me. Mm-hmm. Unpopular opinion. Everybody loves them. Everybody's like, oh, they talk about them all the time. Like, yeah. I, I, I used to. I can't fuck with it. I couldn't stand American Idol. Like, I I had never watched a full season or even a full episode of that show until lockdown. Like when it happened in March, um, my kids got really into American Idol, um, and then I started watching. I was like, okay, I, I I wanted to to really hate the show just because I wanted to just really again unpopular. I was like, I don't, why do people like this shit? But I really, I was like, oh, stole your heart. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I do like the voice because I love Kelly Clarkson. I do too. She's an angel. Um, I love John Legend. In fact, I've loved every coach they've ever had on that show. So I was like, oh man, I this is John so Legend. great. Um, so 
I do like that show, but we are huge fans in our house of The Masked Singer. Like, can't get enough of this show. I fucking love it. Like, it is, it brings me joy. It's Wednesday night tonight, and we're about to, at 8 o'clock, we're going to watch it. Like, oh, don't you love when you have a show to watch, and you're oh, so, man, like, I'm all the so family? I'm so pumped. Yes, it's a family show, and I think that's what kind of, anything that we can bond over in our house that's not a cartoon, mm-hmm. my husband and I are like, yes. Like, you know, like we, there's a time and a place for those and our kids still love them, you know, in spurts, but they're getting to the point now where they want to watch like live people do things. And I'm like, yes, but the mass so singer, awesome. cause it's so like, you just don't know who these people are. I'm like, oh my gosh, who is this? And when they get unmasked, you're like, what? I don't love Robin Thicke's hair right now. I did catch it the other um, day cause I just had happened to yeah. turn it on. And I'm like, well, I'm not feeling his hair. Uh, he's an odd bird to begin with. He's so but, odd. I mean, he's so odd. He's. I just. But I, oh man, I love. I've. I've always loved Jenny McCarthy. I just feel like we are kindred spirits. Like <laughs> I just love her. Um, she crazy. She is crazy. That's probably why you like me because I'm a little bit. Crazy she's a little crazy, her. but it, she's and she's good at this show. Like she's like she comes out with the most obscure shit that I'm like. How did you hear that? Like how do you hear that voice in that? And it's like crazy but her accuracy is pretty legit well she has a radio show so i think she's like now she's yeah she's, she's well versed in like picking up little you know things like that yeah, yeah. little snippets oh. i have the same reaction when i tell my kids i'm like guess what night it is they're like bachelorette or bachelor <laughs> and they now they're into it now they're like oh he's going home no no oh is she, is, do you think she's gonna is she gonna keep um easy i don't know i'm like i don't know yeah i mean they don't stay up the whole time and watch it but they're, yeah. they're committed they're committed they're committed that's great and they know the whole <laughs> thing like that and and now they really can't wait for the bachelor to come out mm. and so I'm yeah like, no they're filming it's coming See, out january 9th or 4th that's my unpopular opinion you hate I it hate <laughs> that show i just think it's the dumbest concept it's i mean so obviously dumb. i'm like one of like six people that thinks that because it's so popular it's been around for like 45 years i don't know um i don't know what season they are on this show but i'm like I'm obsessed. Like, I'm so <laughs> obsessed that I, when I, I look at Twitter the entire time it's on. Okay. And I'm following, like, Twitter and this show, but yep. at the same time. Then when it's off, um, I go through all the blog sites that I know about it or the Instagram handles that I follow. <laughs> then the next day, which is what I've been doing today, I listen to all the recap podcasts. Okay. Which I have four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm committed. You are committed. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm in. I'm in so deep. I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, here we are. Well, we hope yeah. you get deep into this. Yes, episode. we do. You're gonna love it. Nathan and Tess are fantastic. So we hope you enjoy. Enjoy. Are we on? You are on. <laughs> we're so remote. This is our first time. I'm not in Kentucky, and so we're remotely dropping everybody in. <laughs> right. So we've got new friends that we're gonna introduce here in just a second. But it is kind of fun that we are really just embracing this whole 2020 mayhem and we are recording with three different locations going on today so we're very excited to be so 2020. <laughs> I feel like when you do this it's like it's like official like you have officially accepted this as your new normal and this and I'm like okay right exactly we're not gonna, we can't fight it anymore we can't fight it okay so on the show today we have Soul Tribe Kentucky um collective I guess I guess is it is it Soul Tribe Collective? Yeah, Soul Tribe Collective. Yeah, um, because I, I went by your Instagram handle. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> so um, and they have an amazing business that they recently started, um, mostly in the hemp and cannabis. But we're gonna get all into that. So, tell us what your vision is and why it was important to start this now. 
Well, I guess the vision has been kind of growing over the past several years. Um, we've been interested in the cannabis industry for, like I said, several years. And I guess back, I can't remember what year it was, but well, 2010, I had some medical issues and um, was feeling really sick and kind of started a holistic health journey, I guess, after I found a doctor that I felt like really understood me. And he suggested that I start taking CBD oil. And at the time, it was still, I guess, like kind of controversial, like not that many people were talking about it. Um, you know, cannabis, I guess, in general kind of has developed a just stigma, stigma. Yeah, stigma. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan can help with my words. But um, so I was on the fence. But of course, I decided to try it because I was kind of desperate at the time, having a lot of anxiety and depression issues and just health issues in general too. So I tried it along with several other natural remedies that this doctor recommended and I saw immediate results and I was able to come off this prescription medication that I had been on for probably like over 10 years of my life. At a really young age, I was put on antidepressants. And um, so this was a great outlet for me to just have something natural and um, as Nathan and I's like relationship continued, we were like, this kind of feels like something that we would like to get into more. Um, and just- No, was Nathan, or were you taking CBD oil at the time as well? Um, actually, no. Tess uh, originally was kind of the first on um, board um, with CBD. Hadn't really heard much about it. Obviously THC has been, you know, the trendy, Thing in the cannabis industry for quite a while. Uh, CBD hadn't really been discovered uh, until really, I think the 60s is sort of when it became um, more known um, as a cannabinoid um, because previously it was just more THC based as far as research and stuff goes, mm -hmm. which is all where this boils down to is with the control and stuff of cannabis. Um, all the, there hasn't been a lot of, um, research done on on this plant so with that being said it's just really got us sparked into something um that we both just don't really like being in front of the computer all day every day even though tess is amazing graphic designer and is really bringing um some uh, i guess we'll talk about it more but on our social media platforms and our website and stuff i mean that's all her creativity and stuff um, whereas I really like to be interactive with people, but don't like being in front of a computer. So we thought this would be uh, a great opportunity to just try something, try to better the world, try to make a difference. Um, you know, I think with 2020, we all feel like we're so helpless and, um, there's very few things we can't control. And uh, if we can just put out a little bit of positivity and even just make somebody feel better, either a cancer patient, a, a mom who's tired, um, or anything like that, because having kids, we know that can be exhausting, um, is, is just something that we want to do. We just want to promote some goodness and um, some positivity, you know, going forward in the midst of all this chaotic world that we're living in. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that are obviously in this industry. I mean, so many brands, so many growers. I mean, it's a huge industry. And last year in Kentucky, the, um, there were a lot of issues, I guess, with bottlenecking in the industry. So many people growing hemp and then like no one to buy it, not enough processors to process it. 
So we definitely got a little bit like scared or discouraged, I think going in. Cause a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, you're going to grow hemp. Like you understand what happened. And we were like, yeah, we know, but I think we're taking a diff. Well, I know we're taking a different ap- approach um, and just really started growing on a small scale at a, on a more like specialty craft level. Um, we want our product to stand out and be different and we want it to be clean. We want people to know where it came from. We want to be transparent about our growing process. Um, I really care about what goes into my body because I see how whatever I eat or consume, how it makes me feel almost immediately. I'm super sensitive and I've just always been like that. So sometimes when I would take these CBD products, I could feel like, oh, this one like makes my stomach feel weird. Like I wonder how it was processed. And we just started asking questions and seeing that there's so many different ways people are doing it with butane or alcohol or ethanol. Um, Again, we could go into this uh, more and more, but we just really wanted to create a clean product that we knew it was coming from. And so that's kind of, I guess, how, how we landed where we are. That's really really interesting. I mean, to, to know that we're in such a a craft, um, city in Louisville. I feel like everybody's got their own brewery and, you know, there's, everybody's got a bourbon. So I feel like we needed craft hemp. Um, and I'm not someone who's very familiar with this industry or these products whatsoever. I'm at a point now, I feel like in my life, I'm ready to dive into it. But I think because I've seen so many different brands and like this one promises to do this and this does this, I'm like, I have no idea what Mm -hmm. any of that means. So I've been very leery of wanting to try it because one, I don't know, I don't trust where it comes from. Two, I just, I mean, some people just hire a spokesperson to talk about this and I'm like, do you know what you're doing? So, I mean, I'm glad to know that you two saw that hole in the market too. And we're like, no, this needs to be fixed. We need to find something that, you know, it can be trusted. It can, you can kind of um, harvest it from seeds to plants to your products. So can you kind of take us through the process of how this works and how you guys create and what is it, what is it that you do create with, with your hemp? So the single source model is where we really saw ourselves and saw the biggest opportunity to thrive. And mostly that's because um, not to discourage or put down others who have different opinions on how to grow this plant. Um, But most of the people that we've met and and through my research and just networking, people are growing it more of a a commodity style crop. So kind of more like corn, um, kind of the good old farm boy style where it's just like, we want to cut this down with a tractor. We want to plant it with the tractor. We want to oh. mass harvest it. We want to mass dry it. Um, and that, that's great. There, there's a market for that. Just like there's a market for, you know, Bud Light beer or Coors Light. But there um, are people doing, I mean, just to say like there are people doing it this way in Kentucky. I mean, I don't know if they're talking about it the same way we are, but I know there are a lot <laughs> of really good high quality growers in the area. So definitely want to mention that too. Um, it's very all over the place. We went to a couple expos and like Nathan said, you know, they're selling huge, like $200,000 machines for harvesting. And, you know, there is a market for that. There's products being made. There's so much potential in the market, um, which we can touch on later too. But we were like, let's just like take a step back and really like learn how to get our hands in the dirt and grow this plant. And, we're working with a family friend who has a long history of farming. Um, you can read more about him on our website, which we'll talk about at the end. Um, his name's Russ Arnold. And 
like I said, he's a family friend. We met him through my aunt actually. And um, they've been doing cattle farming for a long time and he wanted to get into it too. So he's been kind of like showing us the ropes of like how to put on our overalls and get our hands in the dirt. And it's been so fun, um, but also important in our process and our story, just like being there on the farm, doing the work, like planting the seed, watering it, everything that goes into it. Yeah, so yes, yeah, Tess alluded to the whole single source concept is um, all the way from seed, all the way to the final product. Uh, we intend to have our hands on, on every bit. Uh, for multiple reasons, to ensure that uh, we know what's happening to the product, we know how it's handled, and that it's being treated uh, appropriately, um, and and also not getting contaminated and, and things like that. So we just found through a lot of the companies we own, we support, um, and stuff do the same. And I think uh, you know quality in, quality out, sort of is our our philosophy here. So yeah, Soul Tribe Cannabis, we want to we're literally planting the seeds and all, all the way to making the product. Um, which we haven't really started making the product yet. We just harvested a couple months ago, meaning like we cut down all the plants and trimmed them and dried them. And, um, we're kind of in the phase of, okay, like what goes next and just learning as we go, but we're hoping to sell some of our flowers this year, our buds to other, you know, people that might want to make products of it or just um, in other states, you can sell the flower. You can't sell it here in Kentucky, which is, again, a whole nother topic we could talk about. Oh, yeah. But, I, that's where I want to get to, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We um, want to start or we are going to start experimenting with just making some of our own small batch products and kind of letting people we know test those out and see what their feedback is before we just like rush to the market with you know, a product. What kind of, what are some of the products that are on the visual? Sure. You guys? Um, well, or do you want to say? Uh, I mean, it's not that I don't want to say, I'll just kind of give an overview. I don't want to be too specific because I think we're hoping to do something a little bit different than some other people out there, but definitely like some tinctures, um, a couple like body products. And mm -hmm. again, like just really focusing on high quality flour, which we hope will be legal in Kentucky in the next uh, couple years, but just some specialty products um, that like I would see myself using and my friends using um, because I know there's people out there that, you know, want a clean salve or lotion or uh, tincture, which is like drops. Um, so kind of experimenting with that. Yeah, and as Tess is repeatedly using the word clean, um, because we believe that there are um, lots of ways to extract the CBD out of this plant. So in doing so, there's, there's solvents, like she mentioned before, butane, ethanol, CO2, which obviously is naturally occurring, um, but still all those leave traces amount, trace amounts of that in the product. So let's say if you're using butane, um, for instance, which is, you know, a gas, um, that I personally up. don't want to consume, uh, but they use, you know, heat and, and pressure and this gas to extract um, the CBD um, directly from the plant. That's where they get this uh, crude oil kind of looks kind of like a butter honey is, is maybe the best consistency um, to kind of describe it. Um, and there's still residual butane in there. Now there's not a ton of butane in there, but there's enough to where I don't really 
want to consume it. They'll still distill it down um, with some processes and without getting too scientific about it, there's still trace amounts of butane. So our platform is really going to be solventless, meaning that we're not using any solvents. There'll be absolutely no um, trace um, amounts of any type of solvent at all. Um, so we're using some really ancient techniques um, that have just been perfected over time um, using um, things, uh, just heat and pressure alone to extract it. Um, and that's kind of the difference between like a $20 olive oil or $40 olive oil and a $2 bottle of olive oil by the gallon at Kroger. Um, you know, there's a market for two, but that $40 olive oil, you know, tastes way different than, than you know, the $5 gallon. Um, right. So that's kind of, uh, solventless is really, I think, where we're basing all our products around. <clears throat> I want to touch on one thing because, um, because we're Kentucky born and bred, uh, well, me, um, that it is, I have a source of pride, like when I find something that is Kentucky, you know, made. And so why is Kentucky soil something that, because um, hemp is nothing new in Kentucky, it's a cash crop. Is there something in our soil that makes it better? And, um, and is it important for you to stay within the state of Kentucky? Um, I mean, I'm not the best with like all the scientific stuff. So I'll let Nathan chime in, but we do have a great soil here. Um, there's a lot of history on a website called, I think it's KentuckyKYHempsters.com. Um, I can give you the links so you can put them out as well, but it's been grown here since I think like the 1700s. 17, yeah, 1775 was the first known crop um, in Kentucky. Uh, ironically, the farm that uh, we just recently purchased or have moved out to is right near Hempridge um, as well, which I'm guessing um, through talking mm -hmm. with some locals um, has some history um, there as well. Um, but yeah, Kentucky's land, I mean, it's very fertile. I come from New Mexico. It's hard to grow grass. It's hard to not grow grass here. Um, so, um, you know, the soil is very, very, very rich. Um, it is low in a few things. Um, and uh, with that being said, though, um, the environment's perfect. Um, you know, harvest season, we need a little bit to be a little bit drier to prevent things like bud rot and stuff out in the field, because uh, when uh, the cannabis plant produces its flowers, um, oftentimes it can it can get uh, mold and mildew and stuff in there. Um, and uh, so to prevent that, we need some dry weather, lower humidities and stuff like that. Well, coincidentally, spring and October, excuse me, August through October is our dry season here. So it's a perfect time um, to harvest, um, whereas people out west in like Washington state and stuff have to harvest a lot earlier or deal with a lot of these issues that we don't have to, uh, which is why I think Kentucky is a you know, great place to grow is really just the climate. The water's free here. You know, it's not hard to get water. A lot of these guys don't even water their crops out in the field, which is insane to me. I don't know how they get away with it, but they don't even need to use water most of the time. So. Would you be able to tell a difference in like an Oregon crop and a Kentucky crop just by experiencing the, the I don't, I don't know. Like, do you. Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. Actually what gives cannabis plant a lot of its flavor and, and um, as well as we're learning more and more after all this research, since everything's become legal, we've been able to learn more about this. Um, thanks to all the people out there in the 
community doing all the research and things, but there's terpenes, just like grapes have terpenes. So a lot of people, if you're a you know connoisseur of wine, you know, my brother lived in France, he can drink some wine and tell you what region of France it's from. It's just yeah. crazy to me. But uh, so yeah, terpenes are expressed uh, in the cannabis plant, which give it the entourage effect that you feel, whether it's eu euphoric or um, you know, relieving your pain and, and anxiety and things like that. Um, so yeah, it could be, it's more, not so much about the region. I don't think as much as the cultivar, meaning what strain, um, that you're growing. Okay. Um, but there are differences in just the quality as well as the dryness. So like in Colorado, for instance, um, a lot of people don't consider the most important part of the crop is the curing and drying process. Everyone thinks it's just the growing, well, you can spend six months growing this plant or whatever and have the most beautiful flowers and buds or whatever you want to call in the world. But if you don't cure it right, then you've either lost your crop or burned off a lot of terpenes, lost a lot of your medicinal effects and stuff. So, um, yeah, in Colorado, for instance, if you've ever been to a dispensary or, or um, anything of that nature, the um, product is a lot drier just because simply the atmosphere is a lot more dry. So it's another thing we love about here is we've noticed our crop, um, although we're you know, regulating it with humidity and stuff, staying at a perfect level right now, um, which would be harder to do in you know, New Mexico or out west somewhere. Okay. This is so interesting to me. I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed at this. It, it's such a science and that you guys are definitely doing all the work that you can to put out the best product. Um, for you as well. Um, so I do want to get into what are some of the properties when you of CBD and why it's important now um, and why it's important for it to be legal in all 50 states, if you believe that. Right. Like I'm super curious, like why do people, why should people want to use CBD oil versus an alternative, like a medicine or a chemical made in a pharmacy? Like, I mean, I guess it's, Come, I mean, personal preference is one thing. I know, like I said, I really like care about what goes into my body and I would way rather have something like natural growing from the earth, you know, go into my body than something synthetic that's, you know, made in a lab. That's just personally how I feel. I'm not saying there's one right or wrong mm -hmm. option because everyone's different and you deserve the right to choose for yourself. I think, you know, what you use, but for me, just knowing and like having the confidence that, it's grown with care. Like that just matters to me with everything I consume. So. Yeah. And, um, on top of that, I just feel like there's, you know, for some, for people who are experiencing pain, I mean, you can, you can take aspirin or Advil every day, which, um, you know, previously we thought might be good for you and turns out long-term effects. It's bad for your, you know, kidneys and liver, you know, what have you. Um, you know, for people who um, experience anxiety, you can take maybe a Klonopin or a Xanax or something. Um, I think we... Which is what the, I used to be taking. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to speak yeah. for everybody here, but you know, you kind of feel like you're a zombie on that stuff. But CBD and some of these things, you can actually still have a life. You can still be a mom. You can still be a father. You can still go to work. If I had chronic back pain and I had to take muscle relaxers every day, probably might not be as functional or as coherent alert. Of, or of alert as a parent as I personally want to be. And again, yeah. I'm not discouraging anyone from going down that avenue. I mean, it's, um, it's a, you know, the pharmaceutical industry has been great. It's really easy to take a pill and, and feel better. Unfortunately, we're more in the mindset of like, 
it's not, CBD isn't going to cure everything for you. It's not going to cure all your anxiety, but it's going to help relieve it to the point where maybe you can face that and find out what's really causing the anxiety. You know, I've had gastrointestinal issues my whole life and was told to take Nexium once a day, every day. Had I done that, you know, a couple of now, it turns out it gives you cancer. Um, had I listened to them, I might be dealing with some very, very serious issues. I kind of never been one to take medicine. So I really just love to trust my body and try to figure out, hey, why am I having these stomach issues? And, you know, for me, it was eating and drinking too late. And I was younger at the time, you know, drank a little more alcohol um, than I definitely do now. And I'm not much of a drinker in general. But um, so, yeah, just more of just the, the health aspect and just knowing what you're putting into your body i think is um, what a lot of people are wanting to do nowadays because it's the food industry the pharmaceutical industry the beverage industry it's pretty scary what's going into some of these products um mm -hmm. if you really boil down to it and uh i think a the lot of people too just kind of you know they're used to consuming what they consume and we just don't pay attention sometimes because it's easier to, you know, run to the store or go through the drive-through and get something. But I also think that if we don't kind of wake up and, and get in tune with our body and what we're putting into our body, that long-term down the road, we're going to start, you know, feeling the side effects of consuming these, you know, products that really shouldn't be put into our food. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that's another topic that I feel like we could probably... <laughs> continue to talk about for hours, but. Um. Well, yeah, cause I mean, you know, the pharmacy industry has been trying to make synthetic cannabis for a long time through Marinol and through lots of other um, medicines that they've created, trying to create a synthetic um, cannabis. Unfortunately, it doesn't give you the entourage effect because they really, what's, to, to my knowledge, and I may be wrong on, on some of this to a small extent, um, but we have, our bodies have an endocannabinoid system. So we, we have these receptors that can actually receive and, and when we um, partake in, in um, you know, having cannabis enter our body, whether it be THC or CBD or CBG or, you know, CBN, or, I mean, you can keep going on, um, but our receptors that, <clears throat> those molecules bind to our receptors and it actually allows our body to process um, certain things that it normally wouldn't be able to process um, yeah. and, or as well. And, and it, it, so again, it's CBD is not gonna cure everything, but that as well as maybe a change in some lifestyle, as well as maybe a change in some other things will ultimately um, lead to a more natural resolution and permanent resolution than, hey, you have to take this every day. And you, if you run out of this, then what? I mean. Right. Um, which, you know, to me is a weird mindset. And again, to others, it's um, perfect, you know. I mean, and there's a lot of success in, you know, different cannabis products too with cancer. Um, it's they've even found recently that it's an anti-bacterial, like, antimicrobial in some sense. I think I'm saying Oh, wow. That. Yeah, CBG. Um, so CB, Nathan mentioned like CBG, CBN, CBD, <laughs> THC, just so you're aware, because I mean, it's a little confusing to me still, those are all different cannabinoids, right, Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> so they're all different like, <laughs> cannabinoids. The plants. Cannabinoid. Cannabinoid. Yeah. A lot of people always just think focus on THC again, but actually THC is one of the most like minute or you know, 
minor cannabinoids as far as like what this plant can do, which is, which is crazy. And that's the one that gets you stoned. Um, if you didn't know THC, yeah, that's the one with the more, you know, psychoactive or the, the high, high feeling. Whereas mm-hmm. CBD, CBN and CBG, those are at least three I know of that are being talked about. Those are, you know, being found to have all kinds of different effects. So I have a friend the other day who was like, oh, I've been using CBN for sleep. It's really great. You know, CBG is something that we experimented with growing this year. Um, and it's just can help like with more specific conditions. So there's just so much unknown and so much being discovered, but I know it gets a little confusing, but we'll also post some links that kind of help explain the difference between all those different cannabinoids. Yeah, okay. for sure. One, I love this word. Do you remember the um the back in the eighties, Domino's used to have that. I think it was annoyed. It was like that red thing. Yes. It was it? Yes. As soon as you said cannabinoid, I was like, oh, it brings a bell. Yeah, that's going way back, Domino's. I know, right? Like back yeah. in the day. Well, Tess, I know that you. I mean, you come from a graphic design background, and you've been. I feel like it, you've had many lives in just the short amount of time that I've, I've known you. Um, and it, I, she, if anybody wants to know this, but um, Tess is responsible for the Crazy Zen Life logo and the branding. She helped curate all the things that Brittany and I uh, wanted to encompass with our brand. She made all of that come to life. So we are forever in your debt for that. Um, so I've, I'm excited to see like what you can do to help brand and bring awareness to this industry um because when you just said well THC is what gets you high i didn't know that i mean in, in all honesty i've been afraid to do cbd work because i'm like i can't get high today i got responsibility I can't do yeah. that. <laughs> and you're like no that's that's not it at all so i mean again for someone who just doesn't know anything about it i think it's really important to have the right education and again someone who you guys have the right type of passion and excitement for what benefits this can do, not what, you know, how much money is going to stuff your pockets by just selling volume. I mean, I think that speaks to both of you when you say you want to craft experience, but you also want to craft product that is going to be good for you, good for the environment, good for why you're doing it. Um, And I think with more education comes more people who are willing to try it. So thank you for yeah. Yeah, I think the education piece is is huge because, like you like you're saying, I mean, a lot of people are just clueless. They either you know think, hey, it's cannabis or hemp, like you're gonna get high or like mm-hmm. you know the whole reefer madness, you know, um, BS. But uh, with, <laughs> Back in with the day. but yeah, but 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 it's not your fault. So like you know, there's there's no judgment there, and you have the right to feel that way because unfortunately, um, the way that it's been portrayed. In, in the past ha- has has been that Given way it a bad name. and and the one thing too about cbd that a lot of people don't know is it's it's not like a vicodin if i take a vicodin right now i'll feel it in i don't know 20 minutes or whatever it is i guess um but if i take cbd and it's my first time my endocannabinoid system isn't prepared for that so it takes a little while so if i take cbd Today, it actually may take me about two weeks as a non-cannabis user of any of any type before I'll start feeling the effects from that because it has oh, to wow. build up in my system. So a lot of people, you know, will come in, they'll buy, you know, they're new to the market. They they finally talk to their grandson and their grandson told them about this awesome CBD product at Soul Tribe, right? So they go to our store, they they get the product, they're excited, they take it, 
well, that didn't help me sleep the first night. Well, I'll try it again. They take it. Two or three days go by, they give up on it because they're like, oh, it doesn't, you know, this does nothing for me. Well, unfortunately, that client hasn't been given the their body the right opportunity to absorb it. Or the so, right education about the product. Yeah. You know, like that's you so can. valuable. And that actually, alone right there yeah, is yeah. valuable information. And um, it maybe relates to, I don't know, you know, um, the first time I ever smoked, you know, THC, you know, weed in college or whatever, um, I didn't get high. And it's actually a, a big um, thing that a lot of people do when they first smoke, uh, you know, cannabis, whether THC or CBD or whatever, they don't really feel an effect because it takes a little while for your endocannabinoid system and those receptors to bind to those molecules to then allow you to receive those, you know, entourage effects of the terpenes as well as the cannabinoids that you're, you know, in, in taking, um, partaking with either inhaling or ingesting or, you know, putting it on topically. Right. That's another that, thing is you don't have to smoke it. You can put it on topically, you yeah. know, you can ingest it. I know my mother-in-law uses a cannabis oil, like a cream. She mm -hmm. swears by this stuff. And sometimes I'm like, Granny, what's in that? Because <laughs> sometimes you were like really in to unsolved mysteries and I'm, I'm concerned <laughs> what's, what's, in your, what's in your room. Um, so could for somebody who's taken um, medicine or drugs it, for like prescription drugs, could those chemicals have an effect on what you're going to feel when you put on CBD or use uh, some type of, can what's it called, cannabinoid? Cannabinoid? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, I don't know, a hard question. Uh, yeah. Doctors, I mean, it's hard to. Right. I mean, you know that you guys are in that yeah, yeah. In in uh, my professional experience, <laughs> um, I I've never, you know, I, I don't know or have ever heard of it um, interacting um, with, you know, uh, any type of medicine that that people, you know, take. I've, um, I'm sure maybe in some rare circumstances, okay, uh, that sure. someone may have like an allergy or something to it, because there are again these terpenes. There's, Hundreds of terpenes are finding more and more about these terpenes. That's what gives everything its flavor. Tomatoes have terpenes, grapes have terpenes, all these fruits and stuff that we all have. Oranges, what, terpenes are what gives the orange its orange smell, right? It's what gives lavender that relaxing feel. That's why when you smell lavender, for whatever reason, your brain just instantly kind of gets calmed and your body gets relaxed. Well, those are the terpenes and, and the you know molecular science and stuff going on and with your senses. And, and everything that give you that entourage effect. So finding out these terpenes actually um, do a lot for that. They have a lot of different effects, I think, that we're still learning about. And I think what it comes down to, though, kind of to answer what you asked is just like giving it a try. And again, I'm not, you know, a doctor. I'm not encouraging anyone to go out and just try it if they're taking some kind of other anti-seizure medication or anything else. I mean, definitely talk to your doctor about it. A lot of doctors are open to CBD and have seen a lot of good um, effects and results, but at the same time, we're still studying it. And there's not specific studies really that I know of, maybe they're happening, but going on with studying different medications and CBD. So that's really where it comes to like you, like tuning into your body and your in intuition and giving it a try if you want to, if it feels right. And then kind of like sticking with it, like Nathan said, and seeing if you feel good results. I mean, if you feel bad, obviously stop taking it, but chances are um, if you, you know, can get the right amount and the right products, um, you're really gonna see success with it. There's tons of different strengths out there as well. So I think that's 
something that people have issues with. Um, some people are taking, you know, a product that only has a really small percentage of CBD in it when, you know, it's being marketed as, as something else. So again, really knowing where it comes from, receiving that education and trusting, you know, the product that you're taking. And I think that's something that we're really striving to do through Soul Tribe and through Soul Tribe KY, our Instagram is just kind of share information so that people know like what they're consuming, what's going into their body. So they know um, the science behind it. And we hope to share more information about like THC versus CBD so that people that don't know, maybe will feel a little bit more confident, you know, trying this um, medicine, ancient medicine out. Yeah. It, yeah. I, and I come from like, like the school, like, I feel like you should have the right to try it. And like, so I love the, the legalization now it's, it is spreading through um, our, our country. But um, I think that you, that's, it's like a slow moving train though, because through legalization, now we're finding out so much more. We have way more information um, at our disposal, but you should be able to try it. You should be able to have the rights to try it um, because what works for you might not work for somebody else, but no one should be able to say like what you can and cannot put in your body. That's just a whole thing that I believe. And, um, and I love that this is our first step forward in that movement. Well, yeah, yeah, we appreciate you giving us the platform to you know, yeah, maybe get some people who don't know much about it, maybe a little more interested. And then, um, you know, also at the same time, we realize that it might not be for everybody. Right. I know. I feel like it's, it's okay. informative. Um, I mean, as someone, again, who doesn't know much about it, but you guys, you've made it, you've, you've mapped it out really, really well. Um, I do have one more question. Is this something that, like, is this something children can use or is there a certain age limit that you're like, yeah, maybe you should wait until a certain age or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of directions again that you could go a lot of different answers you could receive, but um, Charlotte's Web, which was one of the first strains of CBD was used for a little girl named Charlotte. She had, I believe epilepsy. She had really bad seizures. Um, and Charlotte's Web is now actually a brand of CBD. And it's one of the first brands that I used um, because, you know, I was confident it had her name and I had heard her story and her success. Um, I can't remember what age she started taking it at, but I do know that, you know, some children take it if they have these life-threatening medical issues or anxiety. Um, but I don't really feel confident saying, you know, a certain age. I think, again, it's something, if you have a relationship with your doctor, you could bring it up with them and kind of see how they feel or really just do your own research. There's, obviously so much information out there with the world wide web, but um, <laughs> there's information and there's like misinformation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. But again, I think that comes down to like using your intuition as a parent too. Um, but I do know that there's parents out there that are using it. So using Facebook to find a community, maybe um, I'm sure there's a page out there that's like CBD and children. Um, mm -hmm. So just kind of digging in, rolling up your sleeves and doing the research for yourself. I think, um, could kind of answer that question. Cool. Yeah, and going to Charlotte's Web, that was the very first one I used too. Because yeah. your sister Haley, um, uh, I was having some issues. Like this was like years ago, probably like four years ago. She's like, you have to try this, and I. She sent me, but even then, it was so hard to get. Like it took forever for mm -hmm. it to arrive. But yeah, I remember that, and it was a great product. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 uh, really what helped push the cannabis industry forward, and. Uh, Thankfully, to 
you know, Charlotte and her family for being so open-minded and, and uh, giving us a platform to help move that forward on a, on a medical level. I think that that's the reason why all this is happening is because of all the awesome medical benefits that this plant is, you know, providing that seems like some of the pharmaceutical industry is, you know, been trying to replicate and it's just mm-hmm. having a hard time doing so. Yeah, this plant has such a deep history. And again, we'll share some links. So if people are interested, they can learn. But it is really interesting to me how, um, you know, Kentucky has been kind of the leading, one of the leading states in the nation and maybe even the world in growing um, cannabis at certain times. And, you know, it was back and forth. It was legal at one point. I think at one point during the Civil War or something, Um, I could be wrong on that, but it was mandated to be grown. So if you were farming, like you had to grow it so that they could use it to make um, sails and ropes and different stuff for the war, which is really interesting. And then at a certain point, I think there almost became like so much potential that some of these other industries started to get scared. And then it, um, the reefer madness campaign came out at a certain point and people kind of started getting a bad name, um, or sorry, hemp and CBD THC started getting a bad name. So, um, it kind of like went off and then it became illegal. Um, so the resurgence has really happened within the last like 10 or 15 years here in Kentucky. Um, and there's this pilot program and that's what we're growing under. So it's really just kind of a trial right now, um, where farmers can get in and experiment with growing. And in 2021, they were supposed to change the laws with the pilot program. So they were going to announce like new regulations and, um, I guess who could grow it or how it could be grown, the percentage um, of CBD versus THC in the plants. It's going to be stuff. a federal program instead of a state run program. Oh. But um, they decided to hold off because of coronavirus and do the pilot program a whole nother year. So it's still giving, you know, farmers a chance to get in and, and try it out. And um, I guess in the years to come, there might be some other regulations. Um, that come into place. But I think that's one of the things that I've heard throughout the industry and talking to people is that there's just so much unknown, but there's also so much potential. And um, it really is unfortunate, I think, how it's um, just how many restrictions, I guess, are put on the plants and we can only have a certain amount of THC present in our plants here in Kentucky. So I think the legal limit is 0.399. And if it's above that, they, yeah, percent, sorry, 0.399% THC. If your plant comes in above that, which they do come out and test the plants, someone from the state goes to every farm and tests the different strains that a farm might be growing. And if it comes in too high in THC, they watch you destroy your plant. They come and they make you light it on fire and destroy it. which is wow. really crazy. Wow. Um, we had to do. Yeah, we had to do that this, this year. But it just goes to show you, I guess, like how many restrictions kind of are put into place. And I mean, my perspective is like, why not be able to send that <laughs> off to another state where the percentage is legal and it can be used or Colorado where THC is legal and it can be used. Um, but there's just a lot of like gray area, I guess, in general. with A lot, lot. of the red tape too. A lot of yeah. red tape. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know that I think moving forward, I think it's going to be there's there's some good things coming out of this. I think it will be legal very soon. I'm hopeful. 
Um, we're always kind of the last. We we always push our brakes a little bit too much, I think, in our state. But I think it I think it will be coming very soon from people like you too. Like when they see that people are trying to do their due diligence and put it out in the right way. Yeah, yeah. I always joke that Kentucky is like two years behind the national average on everything. So everything. In two years, you're going to have wonderful growth. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's some of the scary things in the industry, though. And that's some of the things that they're pushing is like banking, uh, because it's not, uh, I know, like uh, all these states that have gone recreational and stuff, there, there's no banking. A lot of banks won't even touch the uh, HAMP plan, even though it's federally legal and stuff like that. A lot of people on their websites can't have certain uh, vendors to accept payments and things like that because the banking we're not supported by the banking industry and that's how do you do how do you run a legit business and not have banking support Um, it's very it's very hard um so as well as the the limit of 0.399 thc is very 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 small small window i understand that uh, i'm not trying to get people higher. I don't want to grow the psychoactive plant. I'm, I'm trying to make people feel better and, and, and feel more natural and, and feel alert while they're, you know, that's the whole reason why I want these people to try CBD. But with that being said, it's just really hard. So there is a big push in the industry to try to be under 1% THC, which would give us a lot more wiggle room. Um, mm-hmm. so for instance, we had to burn a third of our crop this year um, due to a strain uh, that we grew that was just barely 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 over i think it's like 0.45 or something um and uh yeah you know it's just a lot of work um and um you know if we would have just had a little bit more wiggle room or like tess said we'd maybe been able to just do something else it's just it's hard it's frustrating but i understand the guy that's watching us burning it's not his fault you know he's right. doing his job it's it's you know, we really need the, 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 the politicians and the people ourselves to speak up and, and uh, um, you know, try to make make change. And, um, yeah, I remember when, stuff right there making you burn your crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, he was standing downwind from it, too. It's like, oh, you want to come over here. <laughs> I talked to um, someone connected me with a girl who had been involved in the industry for several years. She lives out in Oregon at one point. Anyways, I remember talking to her before we got into this and she was just very encouraging and like, just do it, just give it a try. Like it's so much fun. You know, why not? She's like, but I just want to warn you, like it's the wild west out there. There's people that will swindle you. There's um, you know, the regulations are just so up in the air and it could all change at any minute and we could, you know, our license could be revoked. And obviously that's kind of thinking on the more like negative path, but it is just, there's a lot of uncertainty in the industry. And, um, I think that's one thing that, you know, continues to like loom over, over our heads or anyone who's, you know, growing or has a CBD, um, line or company, um, but there's just, you know, a lot of unknown. So just like Nathan said, using your voice and getting out there and educating people. And um, I think that's really important to move this industry forward. Yeah. And I think that ties into our name, you know, I mean, this was a really sort of a soul calling that we had. I mean, we kind of talked to each other at dinners or late at night and would be like, man, if I'm, when I turn 55 and I look back on this and this industry's exploded or whatever's happened and I, didn't take part in it, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So um, we had to give it a shot. 
Um, we want people to, you know, join our tribe and enjoy this mission and just learning more about the earth. Um, and, uh, you know, our product line is going to start off, you know, fairly small, a little more focused. Um, and then um, as we expand, it's, you know, hopefully going to be more than just cannabis and, and more just uh, medicinal tinctures and, um, and things like that that we've learned uh, that we've learned about. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like I'm to think super excited about that. Yeah, yeah but the aspirin you're taking is derived from bark from a tree in the rainforest. It's just a synthetic version of it. And we want to take the natural version of that aspirin versus that synthetic pill. Right. And, um, you know, that's our mindset here at the tribe. And, uh, you know, want people to, to join our family and, and learn about, uh, learn about, you know, what Mother Nature has to offer us. Well, I definitely want to be in the, um, the test group in the tribe. Me so too. Okay. Sweet <laughs> newbie, I will give you my honest and unfiltered opinion. <laughs> For sure. What this is. That's yeah. awesome. Well, we really appreciate you guys taking your time today to talk to us and just help our community understand a little bit more about what um, CBD is and what that means. And we are on, we're in your corner. We're cheering for you guys. We're so excited. And we will definitely um, be keeping up with you guys. But if you could let our listeners know, where can they find you if they want to find out more? Yeah, for sure. Um, our Instagram, I think, has links to everything. So it's just Soul Tribe KY. And um, from there, you can get to our website, Soul Tribe Cannabis. Um, like Nathan said, we're hoping to eventually like venture into growing other things and really just like building up the community. So that's where the name Soul Tribe Collective comes from. Um, just we want to create this kind of collective for people to educate them. And um, so look for us on Instagram and we'll, we'd be glad to discuss anything with anyone who has questions or um, we'll share links with you as well for some good like research and history uh, on the plant if anyone's interested also. Yeah. Everybody needs to get their learn on. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to <laughs> message Yeah. Do anything Thanks like that. Thanks so much that, for yeah. having us. Absolutely. Well, you guys are doing awesome. And uh, we're looking forward to all the products. Yes. Test market. Love it. And um, we see good things coming. Thanks now for I'm being a part of my CBD homework now. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I got an in. All right, well, thanks for letting us be a part of your tribe. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate guys. you guys. Thanks again so much. And happy holidays to you and your family. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.